What's up, everybody, and welcome to Woody's Corner, the softball podcast. I'm Coach Woody, and thank you for being here with me today. I appreciate you. I love you. I respect you. And I care so much about you that I'm asking you, please, please, please maintain social distancing and put a mask on or face covering. Thank you for your participation in killing the coronavirus. Do your part, people. Maintain social distancing. Put on some kind of face covering and do something that helps prevent this. Don't be selfish. Look out for others. And let's just do what we can to get past this. I know we all want to be out. I know we want to get back to a normal way of life. But if we keep just opening and closing, opening and closing, y'all, you might as well just say, hey, 2021, what's up? How you doing? Because 2020 is going to be gone because we can't seem to understand. Just follow the rules. Please, please stop being selfish. Please stop using excuses and just think, you know what? I don't care anymore. Stop saying that because your choice of not doing what's supposed to be done is going to end up killing someone else. That's exactly how I feel. I do. So cover up, maintain distance, and please help to get rid of this virus. All right. That's what I'm going to say about that. Let's move on to this week's episode. I want to talk about being black in softball. Yes, I said it. Being a black woman playing this game. I should say black girl because um, I was much younger when I played. But first, I think people need to understand that I played a sport that is predominantly all white. And starting out at such a young age and playing the sport, these are the things that I can almost guarantee you that every person of color who has played this sport has gone through. One, everybody always assumes that you are fast. Two, that you can't play the main positions, right? Uh, Three, that you have to be the best on the team in order to get playing time. Um, Four, that even though you're out there playing with your teammates and they don't see you as being different, you're just on the team, everybody else outside of it when you go places totally treats you different and you notice a difference where nobody else does. And what do we do as those type of players? Yeah, you know, you keep it to yourself. You don't stir the pot. You don't cause a, you know, a commotion anywhere. And you just go along playing a game. And uh, we don't do anything to stop that behavior outside of the softball field. Now, some of the stuff 
I'm going to talk about today, nobody else knows because I've never talked about it to them, but it was things that I noticed, things that I felt, um, and with the way I felt then some odd decades ago, is what's kind of stirring up now. And with what happened with the scrapyard dogs and the way we need to make changes in this world, in our country. And so just kind of briefly, as a player, I'm going to go with, I'll stay with the college level. Okay. Playing college ball. You're out there, you're playing the game, you're doing what you need to do. Um, always had a sense of this responsibility to be the best, to not get in trouble. Even though, you know, I told you guys before I was a little bit of a hothead. But you always had to do more. You had to be better. You had to be a role model at a time where, you know, I was still growing up. But when I say role model, it's because I knew if I wasn't the best, if I didn't do everything right, that it was going to affect the next young black girl that was going to come play. It was going to always be, well, that person before you did this and they're going to expect you to do that. So there's a big sense of responsibility to be the best, to encourage younger generations to always you know it's the nod you got to give when you see the other girls playing on other teams and I promise you this is something that it's unspoken but there was so much respect for the other black girls that were on teams when we played against them I always took note to how she was doing if she was starting where in the lineup they were um, where in the dugout they sat, how the coach responded to them, um, how the fans cheered for him, how the opposing fans yelled at him. I mean, it's all of the stuff that I took in as a player, as a black girl playing a white sport, basically, um, of the differences. And I promise you nobody else out there really thought about it or looked at it or sensed it, right? If there were two black girls on a team, you know they were right next to each other. They were they had each other's back. And we don't even know what happened outside of the softball field. We're talking about just on the field. We carried so much responsibility with how we played, how we carried ourselves, um, being the best. There was a lot to that. I remember when I first started playing, I almost never, you guys, I'm not even kidding, never saw another black girl out during travel ball. And if I did, I was like, oh my God, there's one. I know that sounds bad, but as a teenage kid, seeing that, it was like, yes, there's someone else out there. You know, here we come. We're going to do great things. Um, but it didn't really happen. It didn't really take off 
until we had the Olympics. And then here we go. Natasha Watley. Thank you so much for being great. She played shortstop for the Olympic team. And just that position being the best position on the field, right? That's the top dog. That's your best athlete. They play shortstop. Everybody notices it. There she was. This beautiful black woman that was out there playing for the Olympic team, winning a gold medal, stepping up, doing everything, just being like smooth and amazing. Great athlete. Great person too, if you guys know her. Because of her, I know this to be true, that the numbers grew like they just exploded. There were black girls playing all over the place now. Now they had an idol. They had somebody to look to, to say, she looks like me. I can go do that. I'm going to play that sport. I'm going to excel. And here we go. And because of that, the numbers have grown big time in softball. And I am so proud of her for being that spokesperson, that ambassador, that that example for everybody else to follow. And I use her because she's just at that point where um, the old and the new all know her, right? Before Natasha, there was other black women that played that none of us even know their names for the most part, right? Nobody's talked about them a lot, but they did that dirty work for us too. They were out there being great. It's just a matter of where you are in the timeline of, you know, the progression of softball. And now, now you have teams coming out that are like 80% black. There's teams that are coming out that, you know, have half and half. There are players that are playing pitchers that are great, catchers that are great, shortstops, first base, outfield, leadoff hitters, power hitters, cleanup hitters, everywhere. Now, they're wanted. People look for us, not just to run and be fast, not just to go to the track team and say, hey, can you run? Do you know anything about softball? No, we don't. They don't do that anymore. Now, it's coming to the numbers are increasing. Not as much as I would like. But there's so many more black girls that are playing softball. And I'm so proud of that. I'm so glad that um, I was able to step in and help lead away. Um, and I hope that because... When I was playing, I went through the Rodney King trials and the riots and being in New Mexico when that happened. And, you know, it's like people kind of being on eggshells, being around black folks of how we we're going to act. And now here we are again in 2020. Um, again, kind of people being on eggshells, how they're going to act around black people. And I would just hope that with softball, that the girls that are playing now, the younger ones, when they 
continue to get older, they don't have to worry or play in another decade where we have riots again because of how black people are treated in this country. I hope that generation doesn't have to experience that because right now we're going to do something about it. Right now we are making a difference. Right now a team has stood up to do the right thing and say, no more. You're not going to speak for us. You're not going to take away our voice. And they made a choice to walk away. And I'm talking about the scrapyard dogs. They are now putting softball out there in the mainstream media and making people have a conversation about why would you walk away from a professional contract making money playing the sport that you love because of a simple tweet, as people call it. A simple tweet. Tweet, tweet. It ain't simple when somebody else thinks that they can speak for you. It's not simple. And again, I'm going to say this loud and clear. It is not about the flag. Just understand that right now. That is not about the flag. It's about taking away your voice. It's about saying that I believe something when it's not true. You cannot take away somebody's uh, right to speak for themselves and say, oh yeah, hey, here we go. Nope. And the scrapyard dogs had to learn that the hard way. That's why that entire team walked away. That's why they all play now under this is us team name. And they walked away from everything. And you know what? I'm right here. I support you guys. Because you now are making us have a conversation. You now are making others go educate themselves and understand why that was so bad. I can't even start to get into how I would react if someone says, hey, you know, you stand up, you respect this, you that, da, 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 da. It's not about that, you guys. It's not about the flag. We have to stop this narrative right now. It's not about the flag. It's not about that at all. It's about equality. I want to be equal. I want to be treated just like everyone else. I don't want to have to worry about somebody seeing my skin color and calling the cops because you don't belong in this neighborhood. What do you mean? You don't even know me. You don't know where I live or I drive a car. I'm going up and I'm going to get in a Lamborghini. That's not yours. Are you still in it? What? Stop having these thoughts instantly about a person's skin color and if they belong or not, if they're doing a crime, um, do they uh, have equal pay? Are they worthy enough to handle the load? Any and everything you can think of, any thought you've ever had about a black person and the hesitation with that thought. There lies the problem. You hesitate because of skin color. And it, it just, this isn't back 
in the day. This isn't the South. This isn't just, you know, a one-time issue. Nothing we do is good enough for you. That is just, that's the honest truth. And if you look deep down inside of you and you think about your responses to me talking about this on my podcast, uh, you think about it when you walk down a street and a group of young black men are walking by you. You think about this when you have a confrontation and you instantly go on the defensive because I raised my voice or somebody else is like, you know, coming at you with hand gestures or whatever. You instantly go into, oh my God, I'm being threatened. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. Um, They're not on my same level. All these things that start to come up is what is the problem in this country because you do not see us as people, as humans, as equals. And it just, it, it just, oh, it makes my blood boil. I've heard this a couple times now is that, uh, well, in the times that we're at right now, you know, I'm kind of afraid to say anything or uh, voice my opinion about Black Lives Matter or about a situation because, you know, I don't want someone to videotape me, put me on the internet or say that I'm racist or that I don't care. That feeling that you have that feeling that you have about being, uh, walking on eggshells, being afraid to say something, that feeling is what we have every day of our lives. All the time. All the time. We worry about stuff all the time, even though we don't show it. Because we know that We have to watch our back. I'm constantly watching every time a cop passes me if he's going to turn around um, and pull me over for whatever reason. Um, I go ride on my bike in a different neighborhood. You know, and I can admire the homes because they're beautiful. You know, my first thought is because I'm looking at the house too long. I know if somebody sees me, somebody's going to think she's stalking the neighborhood. Yeah, guys, that's what I think. When I go into a store, um, you know, if my hands are in my pocket, are they thinking I'm stealing something? When I walk down the street, if I have something that's hard or a container or something that looks like it could hurt someone, I'm constantly putting it away, not having it out. So someone doesn't think that, uh, hey, I'm going to call the cops Because somebody's walking down the street and it looks like a gun in their hand or a knife. These are the thoughts that go through my head and a lot of other black people's heads because we know it takes two seconds for somebody else to think that we're doing something wrong. And we never are. Right? I don't commit crimes. I'm not a bad person. But I constantly am treated when I'm pulled over. Like I told you guys, this has happened to me four times. I've been pulled over for no reason to me. And I felt like I was a criminal when I did nothing wrong. But driving while black, it happens. It's a true thing. And so when we talk about 
you know, being on the softball field and those guys walking away from the team and the money and everything else. You don't know us. You don't know. You can't speak for us. You can't speak for anybody else. You can't speak for the team. These were the times that we're in right now. Each person has their own voice and their own story. And that's what we need to listen to. Not grouping people together and saying, nope, I'm on this side. I don't believe what's going on over there. And then try to spin the narrative of, oh, I didn't mean it. That tweet didn't mean anything. You know, you can miss me with all that. Because it does. If that general manager wanted to tweet out something about the team or what she was feeling, use your own personal Twitter account. Not the team. She knew what she was doing. Any excuse you come back with right now talking about, oh, it was a misunderstanding or anything else. Again, miss me with that. You got caught and you're trying to spin it so you're not the bad person. Check yourself. Check how you have been um, responding to people. That person, and I'm not even going to use her name because you guys can all go look it up. But she knew what she was doing. She knew what she was doing. That's the problem. That's why the team walked out. You guys, that wasn't just a one shot. Oh my God. And and fly off the handle doing things. That person knew how that team felt. They had discussions. They talked about things. She didn't care. Hey, I'm going to go be a, you know, a supporter of that dude in the White House. Whatever. Go do that on your own time, your own personal account. I just, the division in this country is horrible, is absolutely horrible. And when the rest of the world has taken note and has been saying to us, it's time for you to change. We judge everybody else in this world like we are so mighty and powerful and all knowing. The rest of the world is finally saying, you know what? Go deal with your stuff at home and get better before you go deal with us somewhere else. You know, we just, we're, we're so, such hypocrites when it comes to that. We'll talk about other countries and the way they deal with women and dictatorships and everything else. And we don't take care of things at home. We just go chase the almighty dollar and we turn our heads to things that are right there in front of us and we don't do anything about it. We don't stand up when we see that something's wrong or somebody says that something is wrong. It's wrong for us not to stand up for our neighbor, for our for a person on the street. And what do we always use? Fear. I don't want to lose my life because of that. But we'll sit around and we'll record somebody else losing their life Instead of saying something and doing something and making them stop. That's what's disgusting. That's what hurts. So when we talk about, you know, respecting the flag or not respecting the flag. You know what? It's more than that, you guys. It's so much more. When you watch the Olympics, when one of our athletes wins the gold medal 
and they raise up that flag and they play our anthem. During the Olympics, there's so much pride. I'm so proud of that person who, who won for us. I'm like, yes, we're the best. I do it all the time. I love cheering for us. So it's not about the flag. Because when they do it and they raise up that flag and that anthem's playing and that person's standing there knowing that all the work they put in, they got the gold medal. Dude, I have tears. Isn't that respecting our flag? Isn't that respecting it? When you guys are sitting at home watching that and the flag goes up, you're watching a football game, you're watching basketball, you're watching anything and they start to raise the flag and they do the anthem. Do you get your lazy butt up off that couch or that chair and you stand with such pride with your hand on your heart singing every word of it? Or do you just sit there and watch it? Don't be a hypocrite Hypocrite talking about they should take a or get up off their knees and stand for the flag it's, and respect it. Give me a break with that, right? It's not about the flag. That dude up there in the White House again hijacked the message. And you guys drank the Kool-Aid and you are just right there in his pockets. I believe every word he says. That's exactly how you are. Listen and understand what is really happening. Don't let yourself go... And be on the wrong side of this. Don't be on the wrong side of this. Because if you go back to any and every protest that has happened. Dealing with. You know. Black people just not having equality in this country. It's almost the exact same narrative every time a protest happens. Every time something happens. It's. You guys just trying to keep us down. Trying to act like we are not all humans. That we all don't have the same kind of blood and and we love and everything else. It's not us against them. We got to stop this. But it's generational. Generational. Hatred. Stop teaching your kids to hate. That's where it starts. That's where it starts, people. I just, you know, it's just, uh, it's sickening to stop and think that somebody looks forward to teaching their kid to hate a black person because of the color of my skin. And it's sad. You know, it hurts my heart to know that there are people out there that just hate me because I'm a black woman. I'm hated on all kinds of fronts. I'm a black lesbian woman. Any and everywhere I turn, there's somebody that just, for one reason or another, just wants to hate me because I'm not them. I don't look like them. And I tell you what, I hope and pray that this is the last time we have to protest to change things. 
I do. I hope this is the last time we have to go in and have such a huge voice and make things happen, take down statues, change the way, um, you know, police approach us, change the training, change just doing things just because that's how it's always been. You're going to fight change, but change needs to happen. And it's happening in our sport. I bet you a lot of you didn't never think that softball would be one of the sports that, you know, Time Magazine's talking about, that ESPN's talking about, where it's not about being on the field, but it's about what is happening in our country right now that needs to change. That somebody can say, I'm going to give up my income, my well-being, or, you know, my means of paying for stuff because I'm going to make a difference. I'm going to have a voice and I'm going to change the wrongdoing. Imagine how much we are all jonesing for sports if we step back and say, you know what? Every professional team out there says no more. Now it's not one person kneeling during the anthem. Oh, and by the way, because you guys want to talk about this, why is it that the NFL all of a sudden started to um, do the anthem on TV, not pregame like they used to? Go back and look at that. Is it because of the money? Is it because they try to increase... Um, People signing up, always follow the money. Follow the money. Anyways, um, uh, but sit back and just think about this. If every sports team right now said, no more. We ain't playing until we get this done, till we make some changes. We're talking billions of dollars. Billions of dollars. Y'all hate us, but you love for us to entertain you. Ain't that some stuff right there, dude? Oh, it gets to me. But so those of you, just kind of bring it back here. When you stop and you think, right? You have black friends. You're not racist. You're not sexist. You don't treat people differently. You don't. Um, you know, call out people out of their names. You don't get why basically, what is it, 15, 16 young women said no more to a team over a tweet about respecting the flag. I want you to understand again, it's not about the flag. It's about taking away your voice. It's about someone speaking for you. And when they get caught, they want to come back and say, oh, hey, by the way, I didn't mean that. You did. Actions have consequences. And I know most likely I'll lose some viewers or listeners because of this episode. And that's okay. This is my platform. This is my way of saying no more. 
I am going to make a change. I am going to step up. I am going to, you know, see injustice and do something about it. I've had grandparents, great-grandparents, great-great-grandparents, um, my ancestors who came over on the ships, the stuff that they had to endure in order for me to have my voice right now, I'm going to use it. It's time for me to step up and do something about what is happening right now. It's time for me to help the next generation to be educated about who they are, what they can do, the right to feel equal in this country. It's also to understand the power that I have, that others have, because we play a sport. How many people that we can touch, the difference that we can make. It's our time. And those who don't understand that they treat us different. Think about this for a second. Do you let your emotions get a little bit more intense when you are talking about someone that is black? Do you... Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Do you allow yourself to stare at a person a little bit longer when they are, I don't know, purchasing something or they're talking a little bit too loud, wondering if they're going to start a fight? Or do you question what they're doing a little bit faster than you do somebody who's white? Do you take sides instantly when it's black or white? Do you really sit and listen to what a person is saying if they are black? Or are you kind of zoning out a little bit? It's those little things. You know, those of you who say, you know what, I'm not racist. I have black friends. Uh Uh-huh. You do, right? But do you know what they go through? Have you ever talked to them about stuff? Or you just like them because they're your safe friends. They're not like the other black people, right? I guarantee you've said that to yourself. Oh, she's not like that. That that black lady right there, she's, she's crazy. She's loud or whatever else. That's what I'm talking about. When you say you have black friends, you say that because you think they're not like the other ones. So check yourself. Check yourself when you are just wondering, am I? Have I ever? Do I Do I put... What's what I'm looking for? Am I part of the problem? And I could say this because you know what? I am a black woman. I've been part of the problem because I haven't spoke up enough to help educate the people that I know. I haven't put my foot down when I've heard something crazy off in the distance when I know I should. 
don't worry about it. It's not happening anymore. I won't be part of the problem ever again. So those of you who know me, just know this. I hear you say something wrong. I hear you pop off at somebody else. I'm going to ask you why. I'm going to question. And then we're going to discuss. We are going to get better together. That's what I'm saying. So hopefully this one, this episode makes you stop to think to be a better person. It's going to make me be a better person. And also to ask those questions if you don't understand things. Someone's willing to give up everything that they love for a cause, for a movement to get to be better. You got to go deep, dig down deep to find out why. Why would someone give up so much for something so little that happened? Because there's a bigger picture out there. I'm telling you guys, if we all stop playing sports right now, if we stop giving you guys music, if we stop doing so much that you want from us, You'd be like, what What happened? Wait, what's going on? It would just blow your world up. It would just blow your world up to think about that for a sec. Celebrate us. Cheer for us. Love us when we're entertaining you. But hate us the moment we walk away. How many of you guys out there that have kids, that have daughters, if they brought home a black man, you'd be like, uh, pause. Uh, really what? Mm-hmm. You know you would. But they can bring home a friend all the time. But you don't want your daughters dating a black man, do you? That's deep. That's when you need to check yourself. <sighs> I've got to bring myself back down for just a second. But... I'm going to finish this episode with this. Ladies, girls, those of you who are out playing softball, my black, beautiful girls, women, keep playing the game that you love. Keep doing you. Stay true to yourself. Don't change Go out there and just enjoy and know that we paved a way for you. We made the sacrifices for you so that you don't have to worry about the side eyes, the ups not giving you the call, the coaches not putting you in the lineup, all those things. We went through that so you didn't have to. It's going to be a better day for you. And I cannot wait to see the great things that you're going to do in the future of our sport. I thank you guys for listening. I thank you for having an open mind to hear what I had to say. And if you have any questions, um, comments, 
you can always DM me on any of my social media platforms. And I appreciate you. Go out, make a difference. Encourage change. Embrace it. It's okay. We have to change in order to grow. Thank you for your time. Thank you for being here with me. Thank you for being better in the future. I'm Coach Woody, and I'm out.